Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Greg Alexander. Greg, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. All right, let's let's go. Greg is the founder of Collective Fifty Four. It is a unique and powerful membership organization for owners of professional services firms trying to grow, scale, or sell. I'm excited to have you on. Greg, tell us a little bit more about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, let's start with the last one, why I do what I do. So I'm passionate about entrepreneurs, and the sector that I'm focused on is professional services. And get this, there's 1.5 million professional services firms just in the United States alone. There's $2 trillion spent per year in professional services, and they employ 9 million people, and there's a natural organic growth rate of about 5%. But here's the interesting thing. Only 4,116 of them have reached scale, scale defined as those with more than 250 employees. That means that's one quarter of 1%. So everybody else, the other 99 plus percent are small businesses, somewhere between five and 100 employees, so to speak. And there's lots and lots and lots of them. And when you ask those owners of those businesses, those founders, what do they want to do? They give me three answers every time. They want to grow their firm, they want to scale their firm, and they want to sell their firm at some, at some point. So myself, I was one of these people. I started a company called Sales Benchmark Index. It was a sales consulting firm in 2006 and I sold it in 2017 for the largest exit of its kind. We sold it for $162 million. So I grew it, I scaled it and I sold it. And what I'm passionate about today is to help these other entrepreneurs, these brave souls who had a chance uh, to go in and make something of themselves and do what I did. Beautiful. I love that. Congratulations on the uh, exit. I'm sure that that gets people's attention. Sure. Yeah, it was great. It was a life changing moment and now I'm trying to help others do the same. Uh, I love it. Well, tell us a little bit about the personal life. Personal life. So I'm married to my wife. I call her the fabulous Brooke. We live in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> She's a, a former, former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Uh, she runs the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader Alumni Association. We don't have any kids. We've been married 25 years. We have a dog. Uh, it goes by the name of Red. He's a Boston Terrier. You probably can hear that Boston accent in my voice. <laughs> Born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. But uh, I did what smart people in the Northeast do. They move south and they move west and they never go home. <laughs> I love it. All right. So fascinating that that it, it fascinating nine million that one point five million I'm sorry, one point five million professional services firms, nine million employees, five percent organic growth, but only four thousand have reached scale. So in two trillion dollars spent, that's the most important fact. Corporations in the United spend United States spend two trillion dollars per year in the professional services sector. Isn't that incredible? Yes, for sure. So you said, okay, everybody's always saying that they want to grow at scale and sell, and you thought, okay, there must be an opportunity in here somewhere. So from the time that you sold your business is, or or when did you sort of plant the seed, and it, it how 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 long was it germinating before it actually grew in the form of Collective Fifty Four? So it's an interesting question. So what ended up happening is I sold my business, and I thought I was done. I was going to retire. I was forty seven years old. Uh, my wife and I were traveling around the world. But here's the thing that I realized: you know, there's only so many steaks you can eat. There's only so many golf courses you can play. Right. 
So I was too young, and all the other retired people were in their late 60s, early 70s, and I, I just I kind of missed the action a little bit. But I said to myself, you know, I don't want to go back and do what I already did. I want to do something different. So how can I move from being a successful operator to being somebody who makes an impact in life? And I explored some things. I explored religion. I explored, explored academia. I explored the philanthropic uh, area. And none of those things wet my whistle. Not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just my personal preference was it just there wasn't enough kind of sizzle associated with them. So I said, listen, the way I can make it the biggest impact is is help other entrepreneurs. You know, if somebody had come to me when I was starting out on my entrepreneurial journey with the wisdom that I have, my gosh, I mean, it would have changed my life. And it would have, you know, it, the opportunity to have a mentor like that would have been great. So I would have jumped all over it. And as, a, as that idea was kind of germinating in my brain, the phone started ringing. And I had people that I had knew, knew over the years call me up and say, hey, Greg, how the heck did you do what you did? And as those calls got more and more frequent, I said, hmm, maybe there's something here. So the pandemic hit, and I got tired of watching Netflix. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to write a book. So I wrote a book called The Boutique, How to Start, Scale, and Sell a Professional Services Firm. And it hit Amazon, and it went to number one in its category, the business services category, which I was shocked. I mean, I literally did it because I had this information in my head. It was I had to get it out of my head. It was almost like cathartic in a way. I had time on my hands. I, I wanted to be productive. The pandemic had screwed up my retirement plans, and I'm like, okay, i got to do something else. Then when the book hit, the phone calls really started picking up. And I said, okay, how do I, at scale, how do I serve this community? Hundreds, thousands of people that are inquiring right now. So that's when I started a membership organization, and that's what Collective 54 is. It's a membership organization. So much like you would join a country club or a gym, you join this organization. And what happens when you join this organization is you get connected with peers. These are people like you and firms like yours with jobs like yours and problems like yours. And we pattern match them. So let's say you're really good at something that I'm not good at. Well, Collective 54 will put us together and I'll learn from you and vice versa. Let's say there's something that I'm really good at that you're not good at, they'll put us together and we learn. And I feel that peers learn best from peers. So I took my playbook and I pushed it into the membership community and we got this really great tribe, if you will, of uh, entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs, presidents of these professional services firms that get together once a month. And it's kind of like a, a mastermind group on steroids. So that's how it came to be. Nice. So you identified, I imagine, going through this process of writing the book, of what uh, are, are there sort of key elements or, and, and new learnings that, that you need to help these businesses with? You know, it's a great question. And here's how I would answer that. Professional services firms are on a life cycle. I mean, much like a human being is born, they grow, they mature, they decline, and they die. Professional services firms go through the same life cycle. And, and I like to call them the growth stage, the scale stage, and the exit stage. So the growth stage is defined as, let's say, years zero to five. The scale stage is defined as, say, years six to ten. And the exit stage is, is years 11 and beyond. And the challenges that you face each one of those stages on the growth scale and exit life cycle curve are very different. So, for example, in the growth stage, when you hang a shingle and you start your business, what are you worried about? Well, you're worried about paying the bills. You know, can I get enough clients to fund my lifestyle, pay the mortgage, send my kids to college, et cetera, et cetera? Well, at some point you get past that and you got a healthy client roster, you got happy employees, you got profits, et cetera. And you wake up one day and you say, you know what? 
I've got something more here than just a lifestyle business. I've got a business that I can truly scale. But guess what? The 80-hour work week is not sustainable. So I can't get to the finish line by working more. I've got to get to the finish line by working smarter. I've got to do things different. And when you exit that stage, when you cross over that threshold, that's when you get into the scale stage. So what do you start thinking about? You start thinking about installing repeatable processes. You start thinking about developing service lines that can have a recurring revenue nature associated with them. You start getting really smart about offshoring labor and outsourcing the back office. There's a, stuff, a bunch of stuff you do in the scale stage that gives you scale. Then one day you wake up right around year 11 and you say, boy, I've been doing this a long time. I have other interests. You know, I've poured my, my heart and my soul into this business and I'd like to be rewarded for it. And you want to sell your firm. You want to sell your firm because you want to take the chips off the table and have an exit event and you want to use the proceeds to fund the next chapter of your life. And that's what, what happened with me. And that's why I used the proceeds to fund Collective 54. So then you have to sell your business. Well, when you go to sell your business, there's a whole uh, set of issues that come up. You've got to find, select, and hire an investment banking firm. You've got to get your financials audited. You've got to go meet with potential acquirers. You've got to negotiate the deal. You probably have to work through an earnout. There's a different set of challenges. So that's how we break it up. Depending on where you are in your life cycle as a firm, grow, scale, or exit, we match you up with a group of peers and you work on a set of common problems for that particular moment in time. Nice. Love it. So professional services, what does that mean? That's a great question. I get it all the time. So if you look it up on the internet, it's NAICS code 54, which is gobbledygook. What that means is North American industry classification system 54. So within that, what do you have? You have consultants, accountants, attorneys, marketing agencies, uh, IT service providers, designers. What they have in common, there's 26 sub-verticals within that one macro category. What they have in common is they don't sell a product. They sell expertise and they deliver expertise on some version of the billable hour. That could be a retainer, that could be time and materials, it could be a project, but that's what they're selling. Now it's a service, but it's not a blue collar service. So we're not talking about janitorial services, or trash collection services, or cafeteria services, none of that. We're talking about the professional service. So the people that own professional services firms are highly skilled in a particular area. They're usually extremely well-educated, and they're charging their clients three, four, five hundred bucks an hour, in some cases more than $1,000 an hour. So that's what professional services means. Nice. Well, that certainly makes sense. Hence the 54 and collective 54. That's correct. You put that together. Good See how it was <laughs> 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 Oh, man. That, that's, that, that, that's awesome. Well, every one of these stages presents uh, challenges. So you really can't say, okay, well, this is the most important stage because whatever stage you're in is probably the most important stage. That's right. Yeah. And, and it's sequential, unfortunately. You know, we live in a world today. We want to go from point A to point Z and like, 3.3 nanoseconds and it just doesn't happen that way you know if you don't get out of the growth stage you die mm -hmm. and you know and, and and you know the stats of small business success rate are, are out there you know i mean small businesses fail all the time so you've got to get out of the growth stage and you've got to figure that out and then you get into the scale stage and, and the big issue there i call it the hero syndrome what is the hero syndrome well founders view themselves as heroes they get their own validation by everybody needing them. You know, the client requires them to be in the big meeting. 
every time an employee needs help with something, they come to the founder and they feel like a hero and they like that feeling. Well, guess what? You become a bottleneck in the, go, in the scale stage. If everybody requires you to be in every meeting every day, you just, by definition, you can't scale. So you have to replicate yourself in others. What that means is you've got to take the brilliance out of your head, all this tribal knowledge, and you've got to institutionalize it. You've got to turn it into to processes and systems and procedures so that normal human beings can do what you can do. You have to scale yourself. And professional services is a thing called the leverage ratio. And what a leverage ratio means is for every hour that you invest on something, how much leverage are you getting? How many other hours are people in the organization deploying? And you know you've really scaled when you're a founder and you invest an hour and there's 50 hours invested by other people. Hmm. So maybe you come up with this big revolutionary breakthrough idea and you come up with the idea and then you hand it to your team and they drive it like crazy and they might spend 50 hours on it. That's called the 50 to one leverage ratio. So maybe a, an immediate takeaway for your audience, which I know is something that, George, you're, you're keenly focused on, applicability of what they learn on your show. Maybe the audience can say to themselves, what's my leverage ratio? So for every hour that I spend on XYZ task, how many other hours are spent on it by other people other than myself? If your leverage ratio is one-to-one, -one, you can't scale yourself. So try to go from one-to-one to one-to-two, -one to one-to-three, to one-to-four. And one day you'll wake up and you'll be at one-to-50, and you'll be a highly scalable individual and maybe a highly scalable firm. I like it. That's powerful right there. So this is this is – where do you consider Collective 54 to be right now? We're doing really well. We've got, uh, well, I, I don't run it. I own it. So I wish the CEO was on the call today. But um, we've got several hundred members. Um, what's unique about Collective 54 as opposed to some of these other mastermind groups, we don't have regional and local chapters. We have a, so it's one giant national chapter. And that has allowed us to scale. And the benefit of that is I know that you're in Arizona right now. Well, you probably do a pretty good job of networking with other founders and entrepreneurs within the uh, Phoenix area. But what if you want to meet somebody in Chicago, New York, L.A., San Francisco, other people like you with businesses like yours, but you don't compete with them because you're not on the geo. That's what Collective 54 really offers those people is to expand nationally. And what's happened within Collective 54, to answer your question directly, is members have started transacting with, with each other, which is really something I didn't anticipate, which has been great. So let's say here, I'm, Tom, I'm speaking to you from Dallas, Texas, and let's say I owned, I don't know, an accounting firm. And I had a national client come to me and say, listen, I need you guys to do the audit for all of my offices and we're 26 metros. Well, how am I going to get that piece of work done if I'm a small regional player in Dallas, Texas? Well, I either have to walk away from the work, which would be a shame because that could be a mega contract. Or I tap into Collective 54 and I reach out to my peers and I say, let's go pursue this business together. And now all of a sudden, I've extended myself. I've scaled myself to potentially have a national footprint. And we go pitch the business together. And I now can win deals that I previously could not have won before. This is the power of peer-to-peer -peer networks. And by the way, Collective 54 is one of many. There's others. There's YPO. There's EO. There's Vistage. I mean, this idea of a peer-to-peer -peer membership organization, we certainly did not invent that. This has been around for about 100 years. What we're doing that's different is we're applying it uniquely to three things. So we serve the founder. We don't serve the manager, you know, the brilliant consultant. We serve the owner, the person that has got it all on the line. Number two, we serve the industry vertical, so professional services. Most membership organizations are horizontal in nature. There's multiple industries within the community, not just one. And we think there's value in focusing on an industry because it increases relevancy. 
And then the third thing is the segment. You know, so we're serving the boutique, the small professional services firm. So, for example, Accenture or Deloitte, they're not members of Collective 54. They don't want to be, but if they wanted to be, we wouldn't let them in. Because, I mean, what do I have in common with Accenture? they got 505,000 employees. Right. They've already scaled, right? So I really don't have anything in common with them, so we exclude them. So that's where we are. So if, if you're somebody listening to this show and you're in the professional services space and you're in that boutique category and you think you would benefit by being in a membership with your peers and they would help you grow, scale, and sell your firm someday, then you should check it out. Love it. And what is the, uh, the what is the, the commitment of, of time, resources, money? So here's the best part about it. So because I'm not necessarily focused this time around because I've already had my exit on building an empire and getting rich, I mean, not to be arrogant, but I'm already rich. Sure. I'm trying to make a big, big, big impact. So we've made it very affordable. So there's three tiers of membership. So the growth tier is 500 bucks a month. The scale tier is 750 a month, and the exit tier is $1,000 a month. And it works like a Netflix subscription. You just sign up with your credit card. You can cancel at any time for any reason, and you pay as you go. So it's very, very affordable. In terms of a time investment, this is the other thing that we've done, is we've digitized everything. So it, there, these are high-impact sessions. So the way to budget time, you spend about an hour a week in Collective 54. Now, some people are power users, and they spend a lot more than that. Some people are not, and they spend less than that. But on average, our members are getting the most value out of it. It's about an hour a week, and we've got very specific programming that you engage in. And every member has a unique, customized member journey that looks out uh, on the calendar for 12 months and says, okay, you're in month three of your membership. And if you're going to behave like other successful members, here's what you should be doing in the third month. And we do that for every single month. All of these members are supported by a support group that we call the member success managers. So everybody gets assigned kind of a concierge. And every time that you want to tap the membership, all you got to do is send a text message to your member success manager and they giddy up and they get you what you need as quickly as possible with as little as effort as possible. Love it. Well, Greg, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? So here's my difference-making tip, and, and, and I'm going to wear my salesman's hat, and this is blatant self-promotion, but at least I've got the guts to admit it. <laughs> so everybody should read the book, and everybody should listen to the podcast. So go to Amazon and check out The Boutique, How to Start, Scale, and Sell a Professional Services Firm. And then go to collective54.com and listen to the podcast. The podcast is a 10-minute clip every week that gives a, a tip. Uh, on how to uh, grow, scale, and exit your business. So that would be the immediate thing I would focus them on. Now, the ultimate difference, okay, is, and this is what I would to answer your question directly, is know thyself. So sometimes, and this is very common, I'll engage with a founder, and the founder will say, listen, I'm really interested in Collective 54. And I'll say, what are your aspirations? What do you want to do? And they give me some super tactical answer. Like, I want to sign three more clients this month. That's very, very short-sighted. If you're going to go on a multi-year journey and, and march your firm through this life cycle that I've laid out, it's going to take you 10 plus years. So know what your aspirations are. And it's okay to say, I want to run a little lifestyle business. It's okay to say, you know what? I don't want to run a little lifestyle business. I want to scale this sucker. And it's also okay to say, hey, someday I want to sell this firm. But once you know what your aspirations is, you can you know, start with the end in mind, you know, as we've all learned over the years. And then direct your time, efforts, and energy accordingly. 
So if, if I was to give you kind of my one big piece of advice, which is what you're asking for, know thyself. Well, I think that, that is great stuff. It definitely gets come on. Come on. How many people are, are, are do really know what, what they want out of their business, Greg? Is it a big number or is that is that is that smaller? It's a small number. And yeah. that's one of the benefits of becoming part of the peer group. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. And and when you when you drop into a group of peers and you start watching role models and you say, Ooh, that's really interesting. You know, that guy is doing something really really cool. Maybe I could do that. Or sometimes role models are negative role models. You know, you see somebody, you're like, boy, I don't want that to happen to me. So I'm going to avoid that. This is the power of role models. This is the power of peers. So, you know, and, and it changes over time. You know, I could, you could ask me today, what do I want out of life? And at 50 years old, I could say, blah, 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 blah. Well, at 60 years old, I might say something else. At 80 years old, I'm going to say another 10 years. <laughs> so it changes over time. But the key is you got to keep asking yourself that question. Because every day you wake up, you got a choice. You're either marching towards your dream or you're marching away from your dream. You can't sit still. Because if you sit still, you're just going to deteriorate. You're going to atrophy. Got to keep moving, kind of like a shark. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, Greg, and move with intention. And know where you're moving towards. Love it. Greg, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Sure. So check out collective54.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's Greg Alexander, uh, obviously Collective 54. Um, on Collective54.com, of course, you can listen to the podcast. And then maybe Amazon.com, you can find the book, The Boutique, How to Start, Scale, and Sell a Professional Services Firm. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Greg your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of The Boutique on Amazon. Go to collective54.com and check out the podcast. And if you are, in fact, a professional services firm, get involved with the program. Thanks again, Greg. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.